All right. Exciting day. James. Hey. Absolutely, hey. Absolutely wonderful to see you here. Uh, did you see, uh, have you seen Ross's uh, new documentary yet? I did. I did. What'd you think? I thought it was actually pretty incredible. I, you know, the fact that somebody like uh, Dr. Gary Nolan and um, Michio Kaku participated in, in, in such a documentary so boldly uh, was actually pretty amazing. And th again, they made pretty bold statements. Yeah, I appreciated that. I, 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 I really admire Gary and Michio and, and everybody else that was in there. Leslie was in there as well. Other folks yeah. that were, that were um, kind of going a little bit further out than, than they even normally do. And it, it was brave. It's cool. And it, it feels like a, a, an, another step forward. Yeah. Um, as I, you know, like I think as Gary said, now like a sea change, which I think we've all noticed. And again, while being bold, they were being completely honest, you know, based on their knowledge of what's going on now with the phenomenon and, and the whole process of what we're seeing unfold right now. Completely agreed. It's a really exciting time. James and I are here today to announce a really exciting event that we've been planning for a bit now. It's an event called An Inquiry into Anomalous Experiences and the Phenomenon. It's taking place in Manhattan on Saturday, October 8th, and we would love for you to join us either online or in person. But first things first, you should know who else will be joining us that day. Dr. Gary Nolan is the Ratchford and Carlotta A. Harris Professor in the Department of Pathology at Stanford University School of Medicine. He trained with Leonard Herzenberg for his PhD and noblest Dr. David Baltimore for postdoctoral work. He's published over 300 research articles and is the holder of 40 U.S. patents and has been honored as one of the top 25 inventors at Stanford University. Dr. Nolan's efforts are to enable a deeper understanding not only of normal immune function, trauma, pathogen infection, and other inflammatory events, but also detailed substructures of leukemias and solid cancers and their interactions with the immune system, which will enable wholly new understandings that will enable better management of disease and clinical outcomes. Gary, thanks so much for joining us today. Great. Well, it would be great to see everybody in New York. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be there. Uh, and I look forward to uh, discussing all of our common interests uh, when I get there. It should be a lot of fun. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much, Gary. Our next speaker we'd like to announce today is Timothy Grieve Carlson. Tim is assistant professor in the Department of Religion and Philosophy at Westminster College in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania. He earned his PhD in religious studies from Rice University in Houston, Texas in 2022, where he worked on the Archives of the Impossible Project with Professor Jeffrey J. Kripal. Tim was also 2021 to 2022 fellow at the McNeil Center for Early American Studies at the University of Pennsylvania. His research focuses on the relationship between environmental phenomena and religious practice. His book manuscript, American Aurora, Environment and Apocalypse in Early Pennsylvania, explores environmental knowledge and apocalyptic thought in the religious discourses of the early modern mid-Atlantic world. Tim holds graduate certificates from the Center for Critical and Cultural Theory, the Center for Teaching Excellence, and the study of Gnosticism, Esotericism, and Mysticism in the Department of Religion at Rice. His academic writing has appeared in the journals American Religion, Journal for the Study of Religion, Nature, and Culture, Correspondences, a Journal of Esotericism, 
and magic, ritual, and witchcraft. Tim, it's great. <laughs> We're so excited to have you joining us for this event. Hey, Jay. Hey, James. I'm super excited about this event. Um, I think it's going to be a wonderful conversation. And uh, I'm really just ecstatic to, to share the bill with the people you've lined up and to join you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Excellent. It's, it's actually great to, to meet you here. This is the first time I'm meeting you, Tim. And that is a damn impressive resume there, buddy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it sounded, I think it was a little bit too, uh, too long hearing it read out like that. But yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm excited for the, for this event in particular, because um, I'm going to be test driving a new uh, research project for the first time. Um, something a little more contemporary and a little bit more directly related to um, the UFO phenomena and um, ecology. So I'm, I'm very excited to be, uh, to be able to share it at this event. Amazing. Oh, that's so exciting. It's so exciting to hear. Um, yeah, our, sure. our next uh, speaker for the event that we'd like to announce today is Exoacademian Darren. Darren is a researcher, experiencer, and podcaster publicly working under the name Exoacademian who brings a multidisciplinary approach to the study of the UFO phenomenon and general paranormality. Recognizing that what we are really dealing with is an overarching topic involving the interrelated and overlapping elements of UFO sightings, interactions with non-human intelligence, OBEs, NDEs, and psi phenomena such as telepathy, telekinesis, and clairsentience, Darren is keyed in on the big questions that arise from this field of theory or field of study, i.e., who are we, who are these others, and what is the ultimate nature of reality? Darren's work includes both the Point of Convergence podcast, which addresses the overlapping nature of these elements, and Liminal Frames, a conversational podcast he co-hosts, which delves into these and related matters, including the intersection of the UFO phenomenon and religious history. Darren, it's absolutely exciting and wonderful to have you joining us here for is this your per is this actually your first public talk that 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 you'll have given in, in a way yes i mean I, I spoke at the monroe event but in terms of like a public conference yeah this is the first time and and uh, like tim said i'm really excited to to join you guys and join a, a star-studded cast and uh really dive into the cutting edge elements of studying this phenomenon yeah for sure and i you know i'm really grateful uh exo to have come across you early on when you were coming up and, and just starting your podcast. And I'm really excited to to hear what you're gonna delve into because uh, you always have like really uh, insightful thoughts to, to offer to the conversation. So that's gonna be awesome. Thank you, appreciate it. It's kind of been, a, it's been my own journey in some ways and I've kind of shared it with people as I've been going through it. And uh, you know, I've, I've had interest in psi phenomena and things like near-death experiences and the UFO phenomenon. And I used to at one point see those as kind of separate topics, but uh, as time has gone on and I've looked at more and more evidence, it seems clear that it's some sort of overarching uh, phenomenon and says something about reality itself. So that's kind of what I've been really keyed in on. And it's it's those questions and the overlap that I really hope to address uh, at the conference. Excellent. And uh, for those of us, for those of us in the audience that may not know about this Monroe Institute event that you're just referring to, could you clue us in a little bit on what you were doing out there? Yeah, in many ways, it's related to what I was just saying. Uh, the, the, the goal with the Monroe Institute event was to um, 
look at the relationship between consciousness and the UFO phenomenon. Um, kind of that being sort of a, um, an assumption we're going in with that there seems to be some overlap between all of these elements. Uh, actually, you know, make contact, uh, use C5 and the HEIST protocols. But we also worked on some telepathy, some uh, clairvoyance stuff. We had different exercises to do with uh, lucid dreaming. Uh, we, of course, used astral projection because this was the Monroe uh, Institute, which is famous for um, the hemisync kind of technology they developed. So the goal of this event was to take all of these different elements, uh, put them together, experiment together as a group and see what we can learn about the phenomenon in general. Absolutely amazing. And yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that's cutting edge. I think we need more of that in the field uh, right now. It looks like we lost ten, uh, Darren for a second here. I hope he's coming back. Um, I'll wait until I ask my yeah. next question. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. All right. We'll hope he bounces back. Oh, there he is. Great. What, at what point did that cut out? I, I actually, at right end, after, right, you, at right, at, right when you finished, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. so, perfect. Good. All right. Good. And and Tim, um, I met you uh, earlier this year at the archives conference down at Rice, and as as I stated earlier in your bio, um, you've worked on the archives of the impossible, uh, both the event itself and the archives themselves. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so like, like, as you said, Jay, I, I, um, I did a PhD at, at Rice with Professor Kreipel. And while I was there, Jeff was organizing um, this really exciting and, and unique project at Rice in the, in the Woodson Center research, for research at the library at Rice, um, which began actually with the donation of the papers of um, Jacques Vallée, uh, who you guys have probably never heard of. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and so that's how it started. Jacques um, wanted an archival home for his life's work, basically. And um, Jeff decided to make that happen. Um, once Jeff started doing that, um, and he's told this story a few times, uh, he heard from uh, Whitley Strieber, who also had a pretty enormous collection of archival material, letters actually that people wrote to Whitley after the publication of Communion. Um, the next major collection that appeared was um, Ed May, the um the director for um the project stargate and so um pretty quickly the the collection blossomed and it became a real endeavor to um catalog everything work with the donors bring it all together um it was it was a labor of love that took place over a period of years and ultimately culminated in this uh really great conference that um that i met jay at and a lot of other people where we were able to have our major donors give plenary talks and um I think it was just a really kind of um, affirming event for everyone there that um, these topics are legitimate. Uh, there's different ways to study these topics and those differences in our methods are valid, right? Um, and yeah, so that's that's how I met Jay and um, that project, you know, uh, it's almost hard to believe that, that I'm no longer there because that was, you know, that was my work for a long time. It's amazing. It was so, it was an amazing event and you know, just the the fact that it's there in general and and being there with such a group of people, I, the work that you've done there and with Jeff and others, it's it's so absolutely inspiring. And I think the event itself 
was incredibly inspiring that conference earlier this year and you know that's part of what james and i were kind of talking about in planning this event you know thinking like why can't there be events like that or even yeah. just having that a, a, a piece of of the kind of wonderful conversations and discussions and lectures that we saw there and why don't we have that in new york why doesn't the east coast in general have have more conversations like this and right. and it kind of blossomed from there a little bit uh in in the last few months wouldn't you say james yeah absolutely and i really there there aren't things like this in on the east coasts uh and especially in new york and it's you know it's curious and i think that you know having people such as yourself tim and, and xo or darren and 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 dr gary nolan um to, to speak at an event you know it's a, it's a public event in new york city is a powerful message and, and it's really like a demonstration of the sea change and you know where we are at now you know we're having this open public conversation in the middle of new york city um again uh with all these individuals in a very serious manner and uh, not to degrade research or in, in a, any way at all but um it, it's not maybe what you would say is a typical uh ufology event you know these are all people who are very serious and dedicated to the study of the phenomenon and, and the experiences thereof and, and hence the title. So I, I think that, you know, there's, there's power in doing something like this and hopefully we're setting the scene and the stage for things to come and, and to show where the conversation, how far it has come now, uh, you know, that in, in the center of New York city, we have academics and really bright people and, and experiencers coming together for an event to talk about this openly, like we should be. Absolutely, completely agreed, you know? And as James and I were inspired by that conference earlier this year, and, you know, we were, we were joking about it earlier because we thought, you know, in looking at why don't, why aren't there more events in New York City with covering these kinds of topics? And there's that old phrase, right? If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, right? And people don't often think of kind of the inverse of that phrase is that it's easier to put on anything outside of New York City. New York City is a very challenging yeah. place <laughs> to, to, to do a major event, uh, but we're really looking forward to it today. And last for today, but certainly not least, Ralph Blumenthal, a distinguished lecturer at Baruch College of the City University of New York and summer journalism instructor at Phillips Exeter Academy was an award-winning reporter for the New York Times from 1964 to 2009, and has written seven books on organized crime and cultural history. He led the Times Metro team that won the Pulitzer Prize for breaking news coverage of the 1993 truck bombing of the World Trade Center. In 2001, Blumenthal was named a fellow of the John Simon Guggenheim Memorial Foundation to research the progressive career and penal reforms of Warden Lewis E. Laws, quote unquote, the man who made Sing Sing Sing. The book on Warden Laws, Miracle at Sing Sing, was published by St. Martin's in June 2004. During the coronavirus pandemic, he has contributed articles to The Times and other publications, worked from home on his Baruch Archives blog, An Adventure in Democracy, and given virtual talks on his new book, The Believer, Alien Encounters, Hard Science, and the Passion of John Mack. For more than 45 years, Blumenthal led an extensive and illustrious career at the Times as Texas correspondent and Southwest Bureau Chief, 
arts and culture news reporter, investigative and crime reporter, foreign correspondent, and Metro and Westchester correspondent. He began his journalism career as reporter, columnist for the Grand Prairie Daily News Texan in 1963. Blumenthal earned a Guggenheim Fellowship in 2001, a Columbia University Graduate School of Journalism Alumni Award, and the Nyman Foundation's Worth Bingham Prize for distinguished investigative reporting on U.S. air crashes. He was named a Townsend Harris Medalist of the City College Alumni Association in 2012 and inducted into the CCNY Communications Alumni Hall of Fame in May 2010. Since 2010, he has taught journalism in the High School International Summer Program of Phillips Exeter Academy in Exeter, New Hampshire, and in 2010 was named a distinguished lecturer at Baruch College, where he taught journalism and currently oversees historic collections in the Newman Library Archives. Ralph, it's a huge honor to have you joining us for this event. Jay, thank you so much for that long introduction. I'm, I'm humbled. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it's a pleasure to be uh, joining you for this program. And, you know, you're talking about New York City as a location. Uh, we've had our sightings in New York City, too, which kind of surprised me um, when I looked up some of the statistics. But, um, you know, you'd think that uh, California always leads the way in uh, UFO sightings, maybe because more people spend time out of doors there. But New York City has had its share. Uh, I was amazed to find that out. And um, so uh, it is a good location for the subject. And uh, it'd be a real pleasure to join you all on October 8th. I'm really looking forward to it. Excellent. That's amazing. And let's see, Tim. Tim, you've never met Ralph, have you? No. Ralph, Tim, Tim, Ralph. No. I never it's nice have, to meet you Ralph. virtually, all of you guys, James, uh, etc. So, uh, Darren, uh, thank you all. It'll be a real pleasure to uh, join with you in this program. Excellent. All right. Well, all right. This has been an absolutely wonderful uh, uh, announcement. Uh, it's a great opportunity and excuse uh, to get all of you here together. And it's been a lot of fun. So thanks so much to everybody um, for pulling this together today and to everybody watching out there. We look forward to seeing you in person and online on Saturday, October 8th. All right, guys, Terrific. I think that's it. Looking Great. forward, great. Yeah.